Welcome to Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith, a podcast about the cringeworthy roller coaster that is unrequited love. My guest today is the acclaimed author, novelist, screenwriter, podcasting queen, former flyer of my comedy shows, and generally <laughs> sickening overachiever, Dolly Alderton. Hello. Dolly, welcome. I loved that intro. <laughs> you can have it if you like. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Print it out. I'm quite embarrassed about talking about my crushes with you because you have known me since <laughs> I was 16. So there is no way that I can lie about no. how... Like, uh, every how cool. time you've seen me since I was 16, I've been obsessed with, with someone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to get the Scott Mid uh, anecdote out of the way first, or do you know what? What's your what's your recollection <laughs> of the Scott Mid? Yeah, of the Scott Mid, which I still call it Scotch Mist. Yeah, for anyone who, who doesn't know, there's a sort of budget supermarket in Scotland called Scott Mid. Um, but I, but not only do you call it Scotch Mist, I think I've always called it Scotch Mist. <laughs> they well. have missed a trick there, I yeah. think. <laughs> I think it's a sort of useless Londoner thing of misreading <laughs> something in a drunken way and going, oh, interesting, they call that Scotch Mist. I didn't know that's what Scotch Mist was. <laughs> a budget supermarket. <clears throat> My recollection of that. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure at what hand I heard it, but I... That you... Bumped into someone you had a massive crush. Yes. On, yeah. And you were buying something embarrassing. I was, it was about one in the morning, and I think I was buying just an array of sandwiches. <laughs> just a buffet so of sandwiches. No, I think it was actually mm. more embarrassing because this is why I needed the memory problem. I think it was probably a, a large selection of Scotch eggs. It was the kind of food. Yeah, you were catering a buffet yes. at 1 a.m. Yeah, and it's the kind of food that when you're a 19 year old girl, you think you can only eat in private. You would never want a boy oh God, to so know right. that you eat so basically eggy food. You should have been buying. Some Marlboro Lights. Yeah, and I yes, exactly. That would have been the cool thing. And a Diet Coke, and I wasn't. And I was really loading up. I was <laughs> really loading up in Scotch Mist. And I was sort of shuffling around, and I was so pissed. <laughs> and I bumped into this crush. Um, and you texted our mutual friend. And I can't remember the beginning of the text, can you? I think, I think it, I've just... I've, I've just bumped, bumped into... into out, isn't it? You need to get a beep... Yeah, I think we will get a beat. We will. Okay, fine. Because oh, so. I've revealed some. <laughs> I just bumped into, and I was in Scotch mist, and I was carrying a mountain of sandwiches. I am a nonsense. <laughs> and so, I am a nonsense <laughs> has become a byword for I'm a stupid girl with with a mad crush, and I can't even form sentences. Anymore. And and Margaret, who wasn't even in Scotch Mist, <laughs> oh, for 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 I've a pictured pr- it so well though. But I think it was for your fortieth or for for a landmark birthday. You got <laughs> you got a leather bound notebook embossed with Margaret's nonsense. Yes. <laughs> from another mutual friend. <laughs> but do you know what's weird thinking about that crush in particular? So that crush I had from a very young age. So I had that's probably my last longish crush. It oh, was really? probably about three years. That's a long time. And then I had sex with him. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about this because I reckon you have been much better at this, or worse, depending on how you look at it, <laughs> than I have. My crushes tend to really peter out right whereas yours end <laughs> literally with, with a big, bang with a big bang yeah. yeah well they never used to but i think something because when i was thinking about crushes i actually realized i really miss that longing that that really 
that protracted longing period that can go on and you have different levels of getting closer where it's like, oh, now we're texting and now we're... And now he's met one of my friends and now I've seen him at the weekend rather than in the office or whatever. But the problem is, because when I left, I was such a horny kid. (laughs) When I left school and I went to uni, I just... Just immediately... Sex. Yes, and I just made a promise to myself that I have sort of stuck with, which is you are not going to be precious about being rejected. You are going to put your big fucking girl pants on. And I have so many insecurities in so many other ways. And romantically and in relationships, I'm insecure. I don't care if someone says they don't want to fuck me. I will still try to fuck them. (laughs) It doesn't embarrass me. It doesn't embarrass me at all. So it means that what happens with a crush is I get a crush. And you pursue pursue them and I pursue them. And they either relent finally. Yeah. Or they say, I'm not interested. Or in the case of. Like when that went, so when you get. Because I, I always think it's it's a re- really kind thing to do to properly reject someone, <laughs> not mealy mouth. Go, oh, we can't, yeah. can't work because I'm, I'm, a, you know. And I've had the, I mean, I wasted six years on someone once who wouldn't properly reject me, oh. and then eventually he, I was like, you're going to have to say I don't want to be with you. And I sat there and he went, I don't want to be with you. And and it still killed me. It still killed me. I was like, oh, my God, I just literally made him say this. And I'm still in pain. That was six years. Six years. I mean, listen, there were other things. I I think I had a... My first proper boyfriend during that period, but I basically yearned after this person for for six years. What was what were his so, not to aggravate the old <laughs> trauma no, too it's much? Fine. But I really need to specifically know his excuses. Well, what was how did he? Because six years God, is quite a long time to keep. Well, yeah, he. It's really it's hard to remember because it was probably you know end of school through university. Oh, God, yeah, and a bit after us. Um, what were his excuses? I mean, he was usually going out with someone. <laughs> right. But <clears throat> he hadn't been when we first got together. I mean, basically, I confessed to him that I liked him. Mm. And he was sort of a bit wishy-washy about it. And I've had this before as well, where someone's like, oh, I think you're great. And all I hear is, well, I think you're great. So I'm like, fine, then this is really going very well. <laughs> so that's well. a green light. Yeah, that's a green light. Yeah. So, so now we're going to sit in parked cars, having intense conversations oh, every God. night after the pub for years. And then, mm. and that's that's the way healthy relationships start, mm. right? Um, and, and actually, do you know what it is? He didn't fancy me. He didn't fancy me. But yeah. because that was my biggest fear as well, that I wasn't fanciable. And I was like, but but we really love each other, you know. Oh, God, it can't be. And obviously, you, he was nice enough never to say, I don't fancy you. That's all, I don't fancy you. But it's hard because you're such a good listener and because you're so good at connecting with people. I can imagine as well how confusing that would be as a young woman of sitting in those cars oh, God, yeah. and feeling such passionate physical feelings to someone and just thinking well this must be reciprocated because we're, we're connecting so deeply that's exactly and- it and someone once said to me and I think this is such bullshit you um if you love someone that much they it must be reciprocated <laughs> no no I don't think so and certainly not in the same way I remember I remember unwrapping a present that he'd given me being so overwhelmed that he'd wrapped it so beautifully. <laughs> exactly. And that, and that reaction, that snort laugh. 
<laughs> it's exactly where I didn't understand yeah. that someone wrapping a present does not mean they want to fuck you, mm. <laughs> you know. But it's hard as well because I think you, you start to gauge chemistry and intent the older that you get. Because yeah. basically the older you get, what you understand is lots of people aren't going to fancy you and that doesn't yeah. mean you are not fanciable. Oh, God, Dolly, I wish I'd known that yeah. any time before 40. Yeah, before 40. <laughs> no, I did understand before I got married. But... <laughs> But no, really, really long time. Yeah, but and to not take that as a, as a, as a person, you know, it's a deeply personal thing. But I think as you get older, you do understand that rule. I hate deferring to it because it's so trite. But that rule is, you know, if someone, if someone, if someone wants to take your clothes off and snog <laughs> you, they normally do. And if someone wants yeah. to spend time with you, they normally do. And I have yeah. wasted a lot of time with, not with. The crushing, but in the after we sleep together, me trying to pursue something with yes. someone. And the thing that they will say, I mean, for years and years of my life, you've probably heard me say this to you, like, oh, the problem is, Margaret, he's so complicated and he's scared of commitment or he's not in a place where he can have yeah. a relationship right now or he needs time on his own or, you know. But now I think, I, the other day I went on a, on a date and the next day I was talk I was nuts about him and I was talking to someone about him and they said the rule is if you're thinking about at this age with the amount of dating you've yeah. done, if you're or maybe I'm delusional. If Come you're on. thinking about them that much, then they're probably thinking about you too. Yeah. Do you think that's I really true? hope so. Yeah. <laughs> For your sake. <laughs> No, I think that, that I think that probably is right. I suppose maybe sometimes you're unlucky and you get a complete, mm. you know, whatever delusional liar. But um, yeah. I think you tend to get better at working out. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't start asking you about your your dating now. Do you get? Do you still suffer from crushes now? As in, do you still get them? And do you still suffer from them as well? So not. Not that level. But you know what was so satisfying about that one is that was that was like years of longing, like years of fancying, mm-hmm. longings. So bit. how old were you when... when eight, 17? No, 18, 17, right. 18, and then yeah, we slept yeah. together when I was 21. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, and that would, that that's probably the only time in my life where I've, like, really imagined kissing someone. Yeah. And then and you is, have that magic moment where you get And it to, is, that is great isn't it there's yeah. sort of nothing better uh, but mm. the problem is it's all downhill from there usually mm. you've built that up so much yeah so yeah but now but now that what the convert doesn't really i don't really long for people and the reason yeah. why i'm i'm loath to say this because it will just it doesn't sound great in 2021 but basically I, he was a bit older than me so i think you <laughs> go on i think the thing that was probably stopping him in, in that night in Scotch Mist with my arms, <laughs> not my arms full of Tex-Mex dips and <laughs> prawn layered salads. Um, I think the thing, the only thing that was stopping him from uh, from taking me there and then was that I think he probably felt like I, I don't know I needed to be in my twenties before he slept with me, which is let's give him a round of applause. Yeah. A very noble thing. To be fair, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And there's you know there's lots of men who would just be like, you know. Don't don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think um, he want, 
to, to, until I was in my, to wait until I was in my 20s. It sounds so weird saying that now, but I don't know. But that's... I mean, yeah, I'm hoping he didn't have like a countdown. Like, I think he did have a countdown. <laughs> Charlotte Church style thing, <laughs> counting down to I think he when did. it's acceptable. I think but I mean, did. God, he must have been very confident to uh, that I you were going to hang around. I threw myself at him. Really? Yeah, I don't did mind. you throw yourself yeah, like I don't constantly. mind throwing my... Yeah, I do it a lot, yeah. Wow. You should see my so DMs at the moment. My most recent <gasps> DMs are to Henry Cavill. <laughs> and it is it is about... There are about seven in a row of them. My first one I sent in lockdown to him that just said, I think you are so sexy. <laughs> and do you... With DMs, you can see whether they've seen it. He's not opened it. And then I'll send another one saying... <laughs> Saying, have you I seen? I can't believe a second ago you were like, no, I don't really get crushes no. anymore, and this this is revealed. But this is the thing with the crush is that now I need some. You need something to stop you from doing so, like with the, or with, egg you on, or yeah. But then I'll just convert it. Mm. Sorry, that sounds what so like no, I'm one of so... the in betweeners. I'll just convert it, mate. <laughs> if there's if someone eggs me on. I am going to try and kiss them. I'm going to ask, me, ask them out. And if they yeah. say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not interested, then I go, that's fine. And then I don't have a crush on them anymore. Yeah. So actually, the thing, so now the modern one is, and this does not paint me in a good light, whereas everything else I've said has painted Such me in a good light. Such a good light, Dolly. The new thing that happens when you're single in your 30s that's like makes you have a crush because you can't convert it is if they're taken. Yes. And that's really painful, actually. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that because actually the the only people I really do enjoy flirting with now are people who are taken because I am also taken yes. and it makes it safe. Yeah. Whereas so whereas I don't flirt with single people. Because oh, really? I, so, that's yeah. the rule. Well, it's not. I mean, it's you know, I'm not saying I've consciously been thinking about yeah. it, but I know that I'd feel weirder. I mean, you know, selling tickets on myself <laughs> like any, nobody's trying, darling. But um, but were they too? I'd be like, oh, if they were genuinely interested, and I thought that this you know might lead to them, you know, not taking up something like a better option. Yeah. If you see what I mean. Um, so yeah, but but flirting with someone who I believe is totally happy with their partner, and I feel like I've made it clear I'm perfectly happy with mine. Yeah. Then that's quite fun. Whereas if it's when it's an unbalanced thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I right. So love actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know that we watched that scene the other day with the um, uh, egg from This Life with his wedding wank tape. <laughs> You know, what I, I, mean? I actually cannot understand <laughs> okay. a word okay. of what you just Andrew said. Andrew Lincoln? Yes. Yes. He was egg in a programme called This Life, which you are too young <laughs> for. Wedding anyway. wank tape. Yes. <laughs> but that's what he's made, isn't yeah. it? In that film. He's made a wedding wank tape. Yeah. And I yeah. Anyway, after he's done this thing, after he's done his little cards, you know, words on cards thing, mm. her running after him and giving him a kiss, I think is totally out of order. <laughs> Completely out of order. That is the one hot take I've never heard on Love Actually. <laughs> I've got loads of them, but let's say that in the pub afterwards. Um, because it's open. Like it, I think it's it's good that he said all of that. He's got it out of the way, and now he's like, and now I'm, I'm going to move on and try and shag these scantily clad women that I've printed out to put on this piece of card, which is weird as well. Yeah, it's all weird. Yeah, he's he's spending too much time on his own, that man. Yeah. Um, but her her running up, what she should have done is said. Thank you, that's really flattering. Yeah. Bye-bye, shut the door. Yeah. Her running and giving him a kiss, if if I was him, if I was oh, Egg, I'd be evidence. like, mm-hmm, yeah. okay, yeah. I might end up good, you know, keeping totally. on going for this. Totally. And that's where I think she was an arsehole. Yeah, I think that, I think because you're one of the, there's nothing I love more than a married person or a person who's partnered up and in love who admits to 
loving the activity and the skill of flirting and crushing and longing and yearning in a in an abstract yeah. other world imaginary I don't know how way. else you get through life. I know, <laughs> but I remember you saying that to me for the first time because I, I think of you, Dan, as so solid and such a kind of... God, cut to this coming out and we're divorced. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are, you two. You're solid as a rock and you're kind of the kind of relationship that I aspire to. And something that I really worry about is giving up this thing that I, I don't know how I will be able to live even in my 90s without <laughs> the possibility that Henry Cavill might <laughs> one day fancy me. I think that's absolutely right. I think it's, mm. uh, yeah, because also because when you're admitting it's a fantasy and I'm sorry, Henry Cavill probably <laughs> is, I'm sorry, you know, but... And if actually, Henry saw me in Scotchman... Is he... <laughs> Piling up he, the prawns. He would not know what to do with himself. <laughs> what was he doing in there? Um, is he single? Do you know? Yeah, he is single. Okay. Yeah. I mean, weirder things have definitely happened. Yeah. I, I think thought... this podcast could swing it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, at the end, we'll go through your appeals to people. <laughs> um, yeah, I love. I remember you saying that to me, and I remember thinking I need to operate always in life to stay sane with an element of fancy life to escape to. Yeah. And you're a great flirt. I've seen you flirting, <laughs> and you're a great flirt with women. And lo- I know lots of people have crushes on you, so I'm glad. <laughs> I do. So I think it's great that I've seen an example of. Oh, this is not something I have to give up. Yeah, you do. You absolutely. Well, obviously, it depends on who you're with, because I definitely know of couples that that where they that is not allowed, and they are not going to you know even I mean I remember it didn't last but a relationship with a where a friend uh said she liked Keanu Reeves and I was like oh look Keanu Reeves is is, is on telly and her boyfriend like went all mm. dark-eyed and yeah and, and I was just like mate come oh, on <laughs> pull yourself together it's That's, Keanu Reeves yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and she's a 17 year old in Norwich I, you know <laughs> it's, you're all right um but yeah, I and you know, and each to their own. I don't want to judge other people's relationships, but you're right. For me, crushes mm. are such a. I mean, I remember talking about someone I had a crush on, and I'd been with Dan for years and years, and saying to a, a friend of mine who I've known since school, and telling her some boring story and saying, "So I think that means that he's thought about kissing me. What do you think?" And she just burst out laughing and she said, "Are you going to be like this for your whole life?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think I yeah. am. I think I am." Yeah. And I'm just, you know, so far I'm lucky that that hasn't ever tipped over. Some of it, some of it's luck and some of it's mm. judgment because mm, that course. hasn't tipped over into actual. God, that, that question, honestly, I do think that that could be like the, uh, the alternate title for my memoir is Are You Going to Be Like This for Your Whole Life? <laughs> Truly. Because I do think, yeah. So that, that guy I went on a date with, we are, we're dating now. How's it going? Yeah, it's going. And do you, have you got a crazy crush on him? Yes. Right, yeah. Has he got a crazy crush on you, do you think? Well, I don't know. I, well, I hope well, so. yeah. But he, I was last night, I was before I went to bed, I was, um, for the, I just was trying to switch off and I thought I could listen to a podcast or I could go on my camera roll the pictures I've taken of him I could just zoom in on his face <laughs> so I could do that and I what did I like have... is the idea of zooming in on his face and enlarging them and printing like printing them <laughs> all out maybe <laughs> covering your wall in extreme close-ups of his face. It's not beyond my capabilities. No, no it wouldn't be for me. But either. I did have that moment where I was like but I'm kind of forgiving of myself now of it because I think there was a point in my late 20s before I went into therapy where that that kind of obsession with um yeah crushes and how do how do certain men see me and how um 
just that sort of escape from myself into those fantasies or, or into those very intense short-lived things. I think that that, you know, kind of distracted me and derailed me from everything else, including kind of looking after myself. But now it is really just a hobby. And I do, yes. you know, and I do it in a healthy way. But as yeah. I fell asleep, I did think like, God, are you really going to be like this your whole life? <laughs> Making scrapbooks at just, 90. It's, it's the same kid as when I was 11. It just yeah. hasn't changed that part of me. I just love being obsessed with someone. Yeah, same. Yeah. I think it's okay. I think it's. I think it's okay because we're like that. With you and I, are the only two people I know who watched that eight-hour fucking Beatles documentary <laughs> in a day or whatever. We we watched it quicker than anyone oh, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are obsessives. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And this, yeah, that's the thing. I remember t- t- talking about not having an addictive personality, but having an obsessive personality. That's and I just exactly have to ex- accept yeah, that totally. about myself. I developed a mad crush on. Um, Santino Fontana, who was an actor and singer, but it was it happened in 2016, just just after Trump came into power, and it's because okay. I really needed to revert to something safe and you know silly yeah. that yeah. was nothing to do with having to interact with the world as an adult with yeah. children and whatever. I, I wanted to make a scrapbook. <laughs> that know. is so interesting about because that's. Um, uh, that that's something that I think about. There's so I'm so in touch with my adolescent self. I think yes, same. And um, there's that amazing Joan Didion essay on keeping a notebook, where she talks about how she's always kept a notebook because she's always wanted to keep in touch with her former selves. Oh, that's lovely. And, uh, and it's a way of keeping correspondence with those girls yeah. and those women. And uh, when I think about, you know, I would love to be a parent. And when I think about that, I do think, what is going to happen? What is going to happen to all that manic teenage girl energy? And I love that you said that you do find a sort of private place. (laughs) (laughs) So your first crush, Mm. what was your first crush? Was it sexual? Yeah. Brilliant. I was quite. I was quite sexual quite early on. I think, yeah. but I didn't know I was sexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously. But you just. I remember. I remember from age, from age about seven. I remember knowing that I had that there were feelings that like physical feelings I would have to certain people on the television or like certain of my dad's cricketing friends. Oh my god! Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> other phrases I didn't think I'd be hearing (laughs) that like I got a feeling of warmth that was different to the feeling of warmth that I would get with my friends and my family but yeah but I think probably Eric from The Little Mermaid was the first lovely I have a friend who uh, a straight male friend whose first crush was Ursula from from really? the little and yeah, who did he end up with? Her. She's not like her. really. <laughs> no, incredibly. Yeah, don't know what's going on there. But yeah, so Eric. <laughs> and what about Eric? Um, I think that I was quite a heteronormative little girl. As, yeah. as frustratingly, I hear. Well, you from say most... that, but you still chose a cartoon. I still chose a cartoon, <laughs> which was quite subversive of me. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a human. Yeah, he. But he. I think that every woman I know who's a feminist and who raises daughters has such high, high <laughs> ideas, high-minded ideas, of you know encouraging their daughter to to go off the the yeah 
the default track of, of what girlhood is and what girly pursuits are and what girl crushes are and whatever. And basically every woman I know has said they've just really struggled with that because... I don't know. There was some. There was something inbuilt in me. I think from a very young age that was very traditional. My mum tells a story about how she got me this feminist fairy tale mm-hmm. called the Paper Bag Princess. Have you? Oh, I've heard of it. I'm, I can't really remember. I think I, I can remember the cover, but I can't remember. It's the of her with story. her little brown bag, fight with a sword. I've now bought it for all my goddaughters. Oh. Fuck knows if if it will work. My mum read it. And it's about this princess who. Uh, doesn't want to be rescued by a prince and instead she rescues herself and she doesn't yeah, have dressing bells. Yeah, her yeah. dress was too constrictive. So proper Jermaine Greer stuff here. She decided <laughs> to rid of the dress and then she puts on a brown paper bag and she takes her sword and she goes and slays dragons. And then at the end the prince finds her and says, Well, I would like to rescue you and you can live in a castle and wear pretty dresses and, and uh be mine and she says no I'm I like slaying dragons so no thank you and mum said she turned the final page and looked at my little six-year-old face and I just with these huge eyes said and they lived happily <laughs> ever after right and she said no they didn't because she's her happily ever after she's going to be slaying dragons whatever and she said my lip just wobbled and I just started bawling so she had to come up with a pretend ending that's so interesting yeah and I think there is something about you you want people to get together even when it's like even Ross and Rachel right they shouldn't have got together at the end of friends I mean they absolutely shouldn't have done but I Definitely would have been gutted if they hadn't. Yeah. And Carrie and Big as well. Yeah. Would, oh, no, they know, definitely shouldn't have. Definitely shouldn't have done, yeah. but somehow we would have felt cheated. And I don't yeah. know how much of that is about storytelling. Satisfaction. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because I was thinking about the only exception, I think, is um, Heartburn, which is the Nora Ephron novel. I haven't seen the film, mm. but... Um, mm you spend the whole time going, they shouldn't be together and I don't want them to be together and they don't end up together. And she doesn't even end up with her... Editor. Her, yeah, no. her editor. You sort of think, oh, this might be. And I think that's a completely mm. satisfying ending. But mm. somehow, usually, no, you do want them to have some sort of... Yeah, you do. It's something to do with... I remember being taught on um, a screenwriting course, it's something... To, it is about science and satisfaction. The science and satisfaction that it's about circular stories so the stories that we love the most a brief encounter where where quite literally you end up in the exact same place that you begun right. and they've done so much research into that audiences will know that someone who comes up who appears halfway through the story is a better match for the person but they will that that, that was presented at the beginning in a state yeah. of romance but they will still hope with that knowledge they will still hope that they return to that first person so bizarre isn't mm. it I guess mm. in Brief Encounter she goes back to her husband doesn't she so that's not but it's somehow a satisfying story because they start in the same yeah. place oh does she go back to her husband yeah yeah they, right. they, ne- they never the, the implication is they never see each other yeah again. yeah and that feels right, but I suppose also it's a sort of real tragic ending. Yeah, yes. Well, as is Heartburn in a way, you know, I'd say that's... Just, that's... Oh, do you think? <clears throat> I feel like Heartburn, that she is... A, that I sort of have hope that she's going to be happy and find someone just better. Yeah. You know, rather yeah. than, oh, she's going to live a life of quiet tragedy now. Yes, but she's... I suppose it's not... You don't get that same feeling at the end of Heartburn that you do at the end of When Harry Met Sally. No, you don't. You don't, but I felt I watched Sleepless in Seattle a while ago, and I felt a bit irritated at the very I end know, of that. I, I know, I know, because they don't know each they other. They know each other. Why are you holding hands? 
Because actually the bit I love in that is him cuddling his son at the end and I almost feel like that should be the end but they wouldn't have been allowed to do no, that. No. But that is the bit that I go, oh yeah. God, you know, that kid knows his dad loves him and that's what's important and they're together and then there's this woman. No, I know. <laughs> it's not right. good, that movie. I mean, it, no, it's not. No, I agree. It's a great blueprint for You've Got Mail which is a, which is a much more advanced idea of people getting to know yeah. each other. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Without meeting. do not know each other. But but go, but go, that was not the reason. I don't think I was looking for story satisfaction. I think when I was a little girl, yeah, what was I still ju- I was just obsessed with Getting being rescued. No, just oh, right. Disney princes <clears throat> being rescued. Very masculine. I've always had this thing that I've had to. Re- well, you've told me off about <laughs> it before. I've always had this like. Thing about those very awful alpha males. I don't know what. I think maybe because I exposed myself so young to quite um, old-fashioned culture. I loved old musicals mm. when I was very, very, very little. I was obsessive about them, and I remember reading Delia Efron actually say, Nora Efron's sister, that she was obsessed with the film Seven Brides of Seven Brothers. Oh God. Which I find and, a very horny film, and I bet, I bet Margaret has all sorts of I know, do you know, politicised I've never seen it. I've, I've never seen it. it, but it doesn't sound good from the dialogue, does it? <laughs> Look, it doesn't sound it's like a that's very, so It's real. a very modern tale of seven women getting kidnapped by seven brothers, and they all pillage them in the mountains, and it's very horny. Um, but there's this scene in it where one of the girls they kidnap these women, and uh, they, one oh of the oh my god, do they really? They actually Amazing. do, yeah. And then the women end up falling in love with them once they've been kidnapped um, but the woman yeah. one of the women is doing the washing up oh no she's putting the, a pie out to cool <laughs> and he just yanks her out of the kitchen window yeah hot Horny. I mean the trouble it is oh, yeah. it is hot like I yeah. my formative thing like my real sort of sex formative thing okay go much, on much much later than than yours um, by the way, which I, uh, I'm sure you know is completely normal. I have a friend who was a primary school teacher and she had to stop a girl masturbating, like a yeah. six-year-old masturbating. So she said, you, you've just got to stop doing it in, in, public. in public. And she and this little girl said, but I like it. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard not to go. So many of my friends have got this with their kids. Uh, yeah, it's so it's really hard difficult. To, yeah. But I didn't really, <clears throat> so I didn't really do that. But watching Cheers, Sam and Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Rebecca, No. No, I, did, I didn't watch Cheers. Oh, you see, it. you see, that was, but it was so him was, chasing her. Was Cheers your friends? Was Cheers? Yes, I the, guess it was. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, I was at university when Friends was on, and I, so I did love it. But it was a slightly different, yeah, lonely fourteen-year-old eating Got cheese, and yeah. watch, you know, watching Cheers on my own while my sister went out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, he was so Ted Danson constantly, and they were both. They look like Disney characters. Yeah, as well. he's so. And, and Kirsty Alley is like a Disney dog. They do. As well. They do look yeah, like Disney characters. Very feminine and very yeah, masculine. Super, like yeah, curvy yeah. with loads of hair. Yeah, and he. So yeah, he's constantly chasing her, and she's like, no, no, not interested, not interested. And he finds lots of different ways of trying to trick her. And actually, to be fair, it's not just trying to trick it's tricking her into fancying him so it's not quite as bad as the grim just I don't know like the carry on films where there's just a, a woman travelling on her own do you know about this <laughs> it's all such a grim like comedy trope that they sort of say well a woman shouldn't travel on her own and um, and then they and then whoever this man is that says this, they then turn the light off, and then the sort of the implication is they rape her with the light off, going, oh, that's <laughs> sexy, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> sexy fun with the carry-on cast. Um, it wasn't like that. He was, you know, he really wanted her to to want him, and this yeah. built up over however many 
series and I just couldn't. I mean, I'm, I feel a little bit... Yeah, <laughs> need to but how did that... Because I really believe that those first things that you watch shape your idea of desire and courtship. A hundred percent. How do you think that... Did you, Are you Ted Danson or are you Kirsty? Um, well, did you? I've, I pretty much worked out I wasn't Kirsty. It didn't occur to me really that I could be Ted Danson and I don't think you can be as a teenage girl no. I don't know that sort of pursuing I yeah I sort of want it in a way if I was honest with myself I did want to do that I wanted to serenade someone or something yeah. but I just there was just no way I could do that especially because I'd worked out I wasn't Kirsty Alley people did not want to sleep with me and you're sort of taught men just want to sleep with you men just want to sleep with you whatever mm. And sort of realising, not you, they don't, mm. is so crushing mm, that I was just yeah. like, right, well, I'm going to just, re- I'm just going to be my own weirdo person who people will want to hang out with. And then I'll just wait while my friends snog in car parks until we can get the bus home together, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that was, yeah. but rather than thinking, no, that's not necessarily how it works. It can yeah. be a lot more awkward and, you know, they're not as red-blooded as that necessarily. Yes, exactly. Because, God, you've just brought back a memory I haven't thought of. For, for years that my mum was very concerned about my safety and about men, as as I'm sure all mothers are. And she, I remember my, the, the refrain my mum used to say all the time is, well, you might get you might get grabbed by a strange man or you don't go on the internet because you might, but it might be a man who's trying to... And I remember thinking, like, I should, <laughs> I should be so fucking lucky, mum. I remember thinking that's awful, but I remember thinking like, "Oh, I would. I wish that someone would want was a to. man who was wanting to, who yeah. wanted you so much." That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? Is this these people? You should be so insane. You know, um, the Tex Avery cartoons, the Wolf, um, Wolf and Red Riding Hood. Do you know these? No. So it's like the the wolf is driven so wild with desire, he mm. takes his own. Like there's just. Mm. Over and over, so red, sexy Red Riding Hood, who's a bit like Jessica Rabbit, yeah, singing, and the wolf, who's you know, whose eyes are bulging out, he takes off his shoes and beats himself, beat himself yeah, over the I'm, head with it, yeah, yeah, and that's what you feel like romance should romance yeah. should be like. That's how much they should want you, openly. yeah, that they should be driven mad, driven yeah. mad, and there's nothing sexier being, driven. yeah. So, um, were they hot. pulled over the pie, like, <laughs> to she? Oh, yes. Yeah, so the, they just they they, they, they yank they yank yeah yank her over the pie. They're these huge lumberjacks. <laughs> I can't they... describe to you, listener, the look on Dolly's <laughs> face. I've never seen you so, so lit up. It's so sexy, this film. And they've got all these gorgeous baritone voices. And they just go I mean, yeah, up that always the, helps. Yeah, and, they, and, they, and they, they yank these women out. And then I remember reading, and it must have had an effect on, yeah, how I want to be pursued, how what I think masculinity is like, what I think the role of a woman in being yeah. seduced is. And it's the same with the first film that got me really horny when I was a kid, I think it was Gone with the Wind, which is right. obviously all about... Yeah. Um, you know, a man being driven mad by desire, but who yeah. is incredibly brutish to her and he just wants her and he decides he wants her. And then I remember reading this essay by Delia Ephron and she said she thinks her entire um, romantic life until she was four, she was ruined by being obsessed with the film Seven Brothers, oh Seven Brothers because she just was God. waiting for someone to yank her out, out of, the of, window. The, of the window. Yeah. And that's what she thought desire was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. It really resonated with me. Yeah, same. No, it took me ages. I mean, I'm really glad now, like, that is not... I, I'll i admit, I do still find the Sam and Rebecca stuff. Well, yeah. You know, that is, yeah, yeah. that's inbuilt. But I definitely, I can feel really overwhelmed 
seeing a man in a duffel coat in a secondhand bookshop as well. You know, I yeah, sort of feel yeah. like I do. I do also <laughs> fancy nice men, and I'm really, really relieved about it. Like, I had a friend who started going out with someone, <laughs> having been treated badly for years by different men, and she went started going out with someone. And she said, I'm so relieved that it turns out it was just those men. I wasn't, mm. attra- you know, I wasn't mm. going, bringing that on myself. I now, it turns out I really like being treated nicely. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that was just a, a big relief that you can find someone sexy mm. when, when not necessarily because they're I know. brutish. I know, I've got to <laughs> get there. I'm sure. So is there nothing you find sexy apart from brutishness? Um, I there must be you lo- look. You love loads of weirdos. Mm. You love the old piss bloke in Sex and the City, <laughs> the piss politician, don't oh, you? Piss bloke. <laughs> would you, you say like oh, he's such a nice man? If I, like... no, you're right. You're right. Maybe not. But I'm thinking he's really weak. He's, he's so old. Yes, yeah, he's. I like. I like them. He also, he wasn't. Brutish, no, but he was. Um, he's Alpha. Alpha, and he was definitely. Alpha. He was a slot shamer, wasn't he? Oh God, was he? Yeah. Oh yes. yes. But I don't know. Because I, do. I think you can be Alpha. In, what I'm saying is, you can. I remember you saying about my husband. He's like, he's an Alpha, but he's Bookish also a nerd. Alpha. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I think you can have because I don't think there's anything wrong with Alpha in the right mm. way. I think if mm. someone's you know super clever and confident and powerful and whatever all of those things that you know there's nothing wrong yeah. with that it's yeah. it's about the being treated badly being treated like you but it's I, I can't and i've really dissected this in therapy and i talk about it so much to my friends i do seem to attract and pursue just terrible terrible men and sometimes when my friends and i talk about it they go no that's not true that's not true and i'll say who and they go there was and we say what about who was this guy I dated very briefly because he was so boring. <laughs> that's, what, that's the fucking problem, isn't it, Dolly? That's the problem. You think they're boring. I had the other day, I was watching, in preparation for watching the new West Side Story. Oh yes, I watched the 1961 West Side Story, and I was rem- I was remembering the fact that my boarding school put on a production of West Side Story. Oh, yes. Where I'm Come on. sorry to say I was a Puerto Rican. <laughs> I can imagine at your boarding school there weren't many. Puerto- well, the, the Puerto Rican talent probably wasn't there to choose. <laughs> so I was Puerto Rican. I mean, you're very blonde, Dolly. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I really hope there are no photos anywhere in fact because it will be the thing that will finally end my career. But I was thinking about the music was really bringing me back to that production and it was it reminded me of this boy that I had a huge crush on who was my dancing partner. And that's always sexy as well. Yeah, and I just got to touch him every yeah, exactly. day, which That's was great because is. I was like you, I just couldn't, I absolutely, and look, this is not a unique pity 
party and this is the story of most teenagers I, I had not only were boys not come near me they were so mean to me Aww. they were so mean to me so I really the, the, I couldn't and also it was very difficult because I'd for me to understand because I'd come like I know like you had from a, from a loving home so it's so weird to come from a place where where the two people at home are saying the information you're getting is pretty great things are, yeah. you're looking okay and you've got a nice face and you've got nice hair and you make people <laughs> laugh and oh they love your funny little stories they love your funny stories in the car to pass the time and they they think you're fabulous and then you insect in the real world and you're told that you're not given not only oh, not given you any are, love yeah. but you're told like you are an embarrassment no, or you're, you're the repulsive of the heat. yeah and that's so confusing i think yeah. and yeah so i was like couldn't believe that this boy got you know got to touch this boy and whatever and I developed this enormous, enormous crush on him that went on. And then I, that classic thing of, like, the teen movie that I just didn't want opening night to happen. Because, oh, God, because that was the yeah. end. Oh. And, and then on the last week, and then he didn't really speak to me outside of rehearsals. Oh, and God. then he was the year above me. Was he nice to you in rehearsals? Yeah, he was. He was, but he talked about his ex-girlfriend a lot. Mm. And I sort of coached him through and was giving him advice and... Um, but then he like he mentioned to me that he loved the Kinks. He like he loved sixties music. It's probably the reason why I love sixties music. To be honest. So then I would go and <laughs> oh. then listen to everything. And yeah. I was thinking about this recently about how how wrong headed it is to go and do all of your research and present it like a sort of place. And here is why you should go out with me. <laughs> Oh, God, like, that's ever sexy. I know. Like, it's about, oh, wow, you've got really obsessed. Okay. And it would be, I think it must have been really, I would have been like, wow, this number in West Side Story really reminds me of the 1967 album. But, you know, <laughs> I think I was so keen to just, yeah. like, and when I get a project, I really, so I just really wanted to connect with him. And then the last night of school before he left, he said to me, he was quite drunk, and I remember he was said. Was this post West Side yeah, Story. Yeah, post West Side right. Story. And I'd still just would, you know, dream about him and think about him and stare at him in chapel. And, you know, I really just felt like my big thing that I've always had, and I still have it now, is like, I just want a man to understand me. Oh, God, yeah. Because I feel like <laughs> men don't understand me, they don't get me. And I don't fucking get them, and I never have done. So whenever I feel like he has the capacity to know me and understand me, I am fucked because I will do anything to try and forge a connection. But then if they do understand you, then they'll understand that even, won't they? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, really I understand. think most of the time it's been a false. I think yes. I just don't yeah, really yeah, get, oh, that can yeah. Be. yeah. I just think I don't connect with men as naturally as I do with women. But I had this thing of like, yeah, I know we'd like connect, me, I know we'd, yeah. yeah, maybe. And then we went for this, uh, I think we had a spliff actually together in the woods, and uh, I said to him, I was like, well, uh, you know, I really like you and I'm just going to tell you now because oh, you're leaving tomorrow and whatever. And he said, I've tried really hard to fancy you. <laughs> but it turns out I'm shallow. And then I oh say, I said, Dolly. thanks for trying. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm not going to have a go at you for that because what else can you fucking say? Oh but the pain God. of that, I was literally listening oh to the music God. of West Side Story and felt really squirmy and uncomfortable. And it took me a while to piece it all together that the pain of that rejection that you feel in adolescence, that it's evergreen, I think, that yes. memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in you. Yeah, it's in you. It's in you. Forever. Yeah. No, those, yeah, that is. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> I know. I really, 
it turns out I'm shallow. <laughs> I mean, I suppose there are worse things to say, but not not much <laughs> worse to say. I I I know that you once said um, that if you ever split up with anyone, you should say to them, "I still fancy you. I still yeah. really fancy yeah. you." And that's the kindest possible thing yeah. you can you can do. And yeah. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Oh, because I'm glad you agree because it divides people. I really? Just, do some yeah. people? Some people think just it's the think, only way to. Let I think go, some or? people think that, it, that in that it's immaterial in that moment, right? But I just maybe it's because of just like you and I the traumas <laughs> yeah, we exactly. carry through <laughs> I was from say, childhood. That is, yeah, but I just I have had a man say to me, "I don't think I love you anymore," and it was much much easier than the time a man said to me, I I just, "I'm sorry, I just don't fancy you anymore." Yeah, because. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, I mean, I was delighted when a man, um, a man who rejected me, turned out to be gay. I mean, I was so so oh, what a relief happy that I pit like my friend who told me I pinned him up against a shop window with delight. <laughs> <laughs> he was terrified. I was like, yes, yes, because I can't do anything about that, and that's not. It is about my body, but actually, it's not about. No. you know, it's not. Yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? That fancying thing as well, because we both know that. There's perfectly attractive people that yes. we haven't fancied. Yes. And it doesn't mean anything, but no. somehow it just feels like the worst possible yeah. thing. Yeah, and I, th- I, like, I don't see the appeal with Daniel Craig. <laughs> I don't. Exactly. Oh, who's my one? Um, uh, who's the star is born? Oh, Bradley Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Don't get it. Don't get it. Yeah. Like, to the point where if he were single... And was the unlike the Henry sound, Cavill, unlike Henry Cavill, <laughs> and was the sound recorder for this podcast, Daniel yeah. Craig, um, <laughs> and he said at the end, "I'd really like to take you out for coffee." I, I would, I would make up an excuse. I absolutely <laughs> promise you. But that. Daniel Craig's a bit old for you, anyway, isn't he? Is that some of it? Have you seen him? Well, I was going to say, have you seen him when you were young? But he was a character actor when he was young. So was, he was he? Well, there's an amazing... I should show you a photo of, like, he plays an incredibly unattractive... The first time I ever saw him was in um, a programme called Our Friends in the North, which is brilliant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he plays a really, like, strange, lank-haired man in that. Yeah, that doesn't um, surprise... I just don't get no. it. But th- but then in, in moments I like mean, that, his wife... His wife is... I mean, his so wife hot, yeah. I <laughs> walk across coals to sleep with. Um... But when in moments like that, I'm like, well, how could I ever get upset? That, yes, that, that someone person doesn't, doesn't right doesn't... swipe me or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't... And weirdly, it does seem to be just that. It doesn't even seem to be. They don't even need to take you apart bit by bit and mm. go, "Here's what's wrong." Because I suppose yeah. at least, um, no, that that not shallow man. No, no, it's, no. it's still not. Yeah, it's not okay. Whatever he did, but I um, have to. I have to. Yeah, I have to tell you what my mum said at the end of A Star Is Born. Oh, go on. Which one? That the most recent. The most recent. Gaga. Um, after spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert of the third remake. Spoiler of alert. Film. <laughs> I used to make the fucking high low, Margaret. I know what, oh, no. how people react to spoilers. Um, when so this very moving ending where he Bradley he kills himself and he's this you know terrorized haunted man and finally he's free and he's left this wake of sadness behind him and with the the. The credits roll up, and my mum, having been silent for the whole film, looked at me and went, "I just don't understand why I was so tanned." <laughs> She's just she was. It was a head scratcher for her. The whole so film. distracting. I've no idea what happened in that. 
why he was so tan. Why he was so tan. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm now really interested. In he that. was so tanned, Margaret. <laughs> when you go... <laughs> Do alcoholics get tanned more easily? I don't know. I don't know. There must be some... It was a definite choice, and I don't know why. But so who's your number one celebrity crush now? Now... Oh, God. Oh, God, I haven't admitted this to anyone. Oh, go on. Although Dan absolutely knows. Uh, John Mulaney. Do you know John Mulaney? No. He's a an American stand-up who's going through some... Oh, that's such a Margaret I know. And he's so geeky and he's, <laughs> like, you know, Catholic. He does material about being Catholic. Yeah, this and, is yeah. so... Yeah. I know, it's, it's, it's... Yeah, he's this sort of awkward skinny. He is handsome, um, but, yeah. I'll show you pictures. <laughs> Do this. you find with your celebrity crushes that you... I definitely went through a phase as like as a, a hangover of an insecure girl where I felt like go for the one next to the one that everyone fancies. Go yes. for the more attainable oh, one. Oh, yeah, the boy band mechanic. Yes. I call yes. The one who was put there because they were a bit potato-faced yeah. for the insecure girls. That's absolutely right. Yeah. No, and in fact, John Mulaney and even Santino Fontana, who are my most recent crushes, <laughs> they are both sort of better looking probably than the ones I... Certainly than the real life boys I went for. I mean, I'd go for boys just because they had a Wonder Stuff T-shirt. Or... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you do like a very handsome man as well. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no getting away from that. I don't like the the huge mountainous uh, ones that you like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ones that are like. I was going to say Mr Tumnus, but that's not right. They're fella now, he's a bit Mr Tumnus. Men, men who can't get into his suits because they're just too muscly. I've never been into that. I've watched um, a lot of... Uh, there's a, a documentary series about Michael Jordan on Netflix. Oh, which, which is meant to be really. great. It's so yeah. great, The Last Dance. They look. They all look amazing, but they do look a bit silly in their suits. <laughs> just busting out of them. Yeah, so yeah, you just should be in your, you know, in your sports gear or yeah. just your pants. You look amazing, but there's just yeah. They, well, or rather, they're not busting out of them, but there's just so much material. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah that they, they don't, you can't get a it, yeah. It just doesn't look like it fits them well enough. And the thing is with those like dream body boys. Yes, is I feel like women have such a grasp of the reality of what it is to be with a person like that and the reality of what it is to be with the, the duffel coat man in the second-hand yes. bookshop. Yeah. So, you know, you can fantasise about the man with the perfect biceps or the perfect, perfect six-pack, whatever, but really you know that that takes an enormous amount of discipline and life yeah. choices. Oh, which, God, talk about boring. Which is, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Being with someone yeah. who has to do that all the time Yeah. boring. Whereas... And actually, you'd prefer for a bloke to just have like a normal, lovely, squidgy body and yeah. sit in a pub with you and eat chips. Yeah. Whereas I think with men, there is this lie that has been sold that yeah. is that you can have a woman who looks like this and then who has, but who is completely unneurotic about her body. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, th I think we've been recording too long now, but there is definitely, there's a whole thing about men and fantasy which um, like women learn what is not realistic. Yes, in a in a much better way. I yeah, think, a much healthier way. Except that then, when people get together, the men are just baffled that these women aren't living up to their yeah their their, their fantasy expectations. There's a bit in High Fidelity where he oh, I love he I love he talks about the, the the underwear on the radiators mm. and how it's like the disappointingness that women have the same issue with 
pants that men do is not all of them are sexy. You go, you think, because yeah. that's the, the underwear you see on a woman when you get together with her is the sexy stuff mm. because she's on a date. Yes. You know, a date where yeah. she's going to have sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, you know, and yeah. then you're like, oh, they, they also have ratty pants. That... God, that, I've forgotten that moment in High Fidelity and that's so funny because then it's an echo of one of my other favourite books by a man which I know most women hate which is The Rachel Papers by Martin Amis. Right, yes. Have you read I it? I have, not for a very long time. There's but... there's a section in it where he just having been, I mean, talk about crushes, that book is for anyone who's an obsessive and who longs yeah. for someone and who is a crusher, it's called The Rachel Papers because he literally compiles a dossier about this woman who he's obsessed with and then you feel like it's this quest and then he finds Finally, not only sleeps her, makes her go out with him. Yeah. And as a reader, you can't believe it, yes. having been on yeah, this yeah, private yeah. journey with him of, of longing. And there is this segment in it where he just suddenly starts having been obsessed with her, just suddenly not. There's a sex fancy. bit, and that's the only bit I do remember, which is horrendous about how little attention she gives to her blowjobs. After a while, yeah, 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 that he feels, yeah, yeah, that he's like, mm, and but there's it's a list. He said these me. are the few things that made me when he's he's really oh. self-reflecting. He said these are the things that made me feel like I stopped fancying Rachel. And one of them is he picks up a pair of her pants and there is a teeny tiny skid mark on them. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Fair enough, I suppose, because that's what mine look like." Yeah, but, but it was like, it's, how old are they? I he's remember. like eighteen. Yeah, yeah. But it's so funny that that's echoed again in a in a slightly more sanitized way in High Fidelity. Of that investigation yeah. of what it is for 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 the male gaze to be, yeah, you know, yeah, to be affected like that. To be affected like that. And how, yeah, that's so interesting. And that, they're allowed yeah. not—they're allowed to not grow out of it, or, or rather, loads of men seem to leave their wives for young fit mm. people who, mm. because it's like maybe this one will live up to my fantasies yes. then. And, yeah. and I feel like women do that. Nobody likes skiddy to find skinny <laughs> pants. It's not attractive. <laughs> but I feel like few, certainly as you get older, you're like, this is the reality. This is part of the package. Yeah, and I'm just going someone to, spectacular. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to have to get over this. I, yeah. I remember saying to my husband one time when I was furious with him on a variety of irritating little things he'd done, and I just made my think, myself think about the nice things he'd done for me recently and generally. Yeah. And I, and I was, I remember walking to the kitchen and I was about to say, oh, you've done this again, you know, and instead by the time I got to the kitchen, I went in and I said, your pros outweigh your cons. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, I mean, he's just so used to me saying weird things. The stories that, you that tell I, me. I'm just like, I thought that was the most romantic thing I could possibly say in the world. The stories you tell me about you and Dan at home. It's just this sort of baffled man <laughs> with this with this woman saying these things he can't quite, quite get his head around. No, I, you see, I think he does understand me. I he think does, that is. He I does. think he does understand me. But also he understands that... I'm a neurotic chattering oddball. <laughs> um, uh, so to to wrap up yes. now, Dolly, we are going to pick when. I, so when I say most intense crush, yeah. who, I want you to be honest. Yeah. Who's the name that comes? To Will me? Young. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sad we haven't even talked about Will, Will Young. How was it when he came out as gay? Awful. Like oh. My mum nearly gave me a day off school. Oh my god, that's so cute. I know. Okay, so I'm going to do the science. <laughs> this is how we end every podcast. Uh, no V's. 
E. No E. Oh, no, there is an E. Oh, it's not looking no, good. No, it is. It's good. Is it? 73%. So there you go. There, there wasn't we go. one quite big stumbling block. I can actually see you with him. I think he'd be. Um... <laughs> I think he might understand you, darling. Thank <laughs> you. Tragedy. Well, the thing is as well now that's worrying is because I have a degree of being in the the public eye yeah. that I now have access to all these people well, who I was going to say, that's stalked. why Henry Cavill is not out of your well. league, let's say. <laughs> let's leave it there. <laughs> Dolly Alderton, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Margaret Caborn-Smith. I love you. by Margaret Caborn Smith was presented by Margaret Caborn Smith and produced by Sophie Black. Music